It is episode 100 of Daily Dingers, and we have a specialty episode today because we got Steve Inman and Jack Perotti on the pod. Um, we're just going to, before we begin, we're going to review some of our favorite moments from the pod, maybe talk about a fake high school, and then we're probably just going to give uh, the bets and picks for today. We've got a specialty episode 110 leg parlay for everybody to get involved in as well. Um, boys, how we doing? Jack, what's up, man? Good, good. Hanging out. It's kind of it's weird that it's been a hundred. It goes quick, man. Baseball's every single day. Inman, like, exactly. Inman, like you've you're the Tuesday guy. Like now, this is uh, this is this is insane here. Like a hundred episodes. Yeah, it's been a, a wild ride. I've been really enjoying listening to you guys the last couple months, and uh, I'm thrilled to be part of it today. This is funny because uh, Jack mentioned this earlier. Like when when we post bets that lose people go bananas in the comments but when Crazy. we post bets but when we post bets that win nobody says anything it's no just it's like, like we just have to keep posting bets that lose just for engagement because like that's the that's how we get more, more eyes on it at this point it's pretty insane but um listen let's begin with uh jack i'll start with you then i'm gonna go to steve and then maybe i'll talk a little bit i don't know um all right jack so out of 100 episodes thus far, favorite moment from the pod? I mean, aside, aside from just like all the incredible Mets rants that you've gone on and I've just been sitting here laughing the whole time, um, those are those are amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm to go with, I think it was Tigers plus like 260 or 80, something crazy like that. It was like one of the first months of the year. I remember the whole time too, it was the first time I've listened to an entire baseball game on the radio for, in like – I don't even know how long. And it was, I was hyped. I was driving down somewhere and it was like, it was probably, it was like a five, six hour drive. And that's like a four and a half hour game. The Tigers came back and won in like the 12th. I was going nuts in my car listening to the Tigers on the radio. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was so fun. Like insane. That's all. That's all fun. When we pick a huge underdog and they go down early and come back and win. A lot of people with paper hands, they cash out early and they don't let it oh, I don't got to. <laughs> no, Jack does not have favorite. Steve, so I know you've been on you've been on Tuesdays, Fridays. You did a couple parlay Fridays here. What's one of your favorite moments of this of being on this? My most notable moment would be that Red Sox Ranger game from last week, and we were we were posting about it. And literally, I you know we talked about how Kobe Allard had been and how you know he's been pitching much better, and everything kind of went to script. And then all of a sudden they lost. They were down three two in the ninth, and they're like, all right. You got them plus one and a half. You're great. Just lose the game. That's all you have to do is just lose. And they tie the game. They go to extra innings, and you're like, all right, well, they'll either win by a run, they'll lose by a run. They go up a run. So you're thinking, okay, as long as the Red Sox just don't score like four runs, which they can't do in extra innings unless they And of course, was it Rafi Big Sticks with the uh, with the grand slam over there? And it was one of those things where we were following along on Twitter, we're following along on TV, and it's like. Yes, we lost that, but it was like one of the most fun afternoons we've had in a long time. So win or lose, betting brings an enormous amount of entertainment to a game where I probably didn't expect to see another Ranger game this season. Oh, oh that, yeah. Oh, that's I would say that's the best thing about betting is that like I'll I'll stay up and watch a game that I have no business yeah. watching. It'll be like the Twins Tigers game, like late in the year. I have no business watching that, but I got money on it, so why not? For sure. Right. Like last night. I was like on my phone on the MLB at bat app 
just watching the Reds not score any runs off of John Lester. And like, <laughs> like my fiance is looking at me, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. I'm just, you know, just watching Reds. the Reds Cardinals. Why are you watching the Reds and Cardinals? Like the Mets aren't even on tonight. Like, they don't want to talk about the Mets right now. I got, got Lindor. I got Lindor signing Yankee hats at the U.S. Open. I don't need this right now. Um, Was he actually? He did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh my god. Yeah, I got. I got. <laughs> Wait, I, I no. Get in. We don't here. have a listen. The Mets don't have a Javi Baez problem. The the Mets don't have a Javi Baez problem. The Mets have a Francisco Lindor problem. Is what they have. People have been saying, like, you got to be nice to Javi Baez and all that stuff because you want to make Lindor happy. Why? You gave him $341 million starting next year. Why do we care about his happiness? Hit hit 250 Like, signing Yankee hats at the, at the U.S. Open. That's insane. If, if I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. If 341 mil can't make you happy, there's not much else we could do for you. This is, like, like, this is not the NBA where you have to appease your superstar every 10 minutes. Like... He's under contract for 10 years. He's not going anywhere. If he wanted no. out, we couldn't get him out if we wanted to. So right. it makes no sense to me. Oh, we have to appease him by you making your 200 hitting second baseman happy. Why? Don't like, boo the like They're booing the fans. Right. They're booing the fans. I mean, I got – basically, Francisco Lindor is getting paid to be Elvis Andrews. He's getting paid to play good defense, steal a couple bases, and not hit at all. Yeah. So like, like And he's making quadruple the salary of Elvis Andrews. So – I hate this. And now he's signing Yankee hats. I got this guy. I got my starting shortstop who's here for the next decade signing Yankee hats at the U.S. Open. This is incredible. I did not see he did that. This is incredible watching two. It's the double Mets rain. I'm not on when you guys are doing your Mets rain usually. Well, Radowitz was on Twitter last night. He brought it to, to my attention by tweeting the video. And, like, Mets beat writers are calling him out. And people are getting upset because they're like, oh, he's being nice to the fans. And he said, he's signing a Yankee hat. All right, you're signing the enemy's hat from across town. Go play would, for them. Why would a Yankee fan want that? I don't. I don't know. Stir shit up. Probably it worked. It definitely worked. Don't get me right. Now. Like <laughs> the veins coming out of my neck. Like this is ridiculous. I got. I got my starting shortstop who's here for the next decade signing Yankee hats. And you know what? Like basically every star player who came over here, Beltron, Piazza, those kind of guys, they all were booed their first year. They all had bad first years. It takes an adjustment to play in New York. I don't know why. It's a bigger market, obviously, but I expect him to be much, much better next year. It's just he's still overpaid, and he he's not getting along with New York right now, and it's, to be, it's a problem. To be fair, it's probably a tough transition going from 2020, where you have absolutely no fans at all, to going to play in New York City. Like, that. that's a... It's tougher enough to get like adjusted to fans again, let alone playing in New York. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently your feelings get hurt when you get booed and you're hitting two twenty. So you know that's <laughs> tough too. I don't know. It's unbelievable. Just, I mean, you know who doesn't boo? Pittsburgh fans don't boo. You know why? Because they stink. They don't have fans. That's why they don't expect Lindor, Lindor next year probably makes more than their whole payroll. So like, right? You can't ship them there. Right. Like I mean, Chili Davis. They asked Chili Davis. Somebody asked Chili Davis yesterday. And he's like, the fans don't pay to watch slop. They they were told, he said, he said, the fans were told that the Mets were going to be good this year. And they aren't. So, yeah, they're frustrated. So they should boo. And guess I mean, what? They, they should. And not like, look, whatever it is. I, look, I'm not saying you boo the shit out of your guys. But they were, five, they were four games up and they're eight and a half back in the matter of like a month. 
Like five up. They were yeah. five up a month ago. And now look at them. Like, yeah, you guys are playing terrible. And now you're blaming you're blaming the fans for not being able to play at home. Like I said yesterday, I'm not batting with runners in scoring position. That's you. So figure it out. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. It's very upsetting right now. I'm going Thursday, weather permitting, and literally if Javi Baez takes a pitch, I'm going to give him the biggest standing ovation of his life. So <laughs> he, he won't. He, the guy, it's unbelievable. The guy swings at everything. I mean, that, that Instagram one that was going around, I think it was like from Rob Freeman or something, where he misses oh a God. pitch by like five feet. It's not even close. The, <laughs> caption, the caption, somebody put that up yesterday, and the caption was, I'm not supposed to boo this. That's good. Like, like yeah, like you miss, it, like, it's one thing to be frustrated and be like, "Hey, like the fans are getting on me. They shouldn't be doing that." A frustration speech kind of thing after a post game, but no, they planned this for weeks. Like this was a planned thing for multiple weeks with this stupid thumbs down thing. And I'd be very surprised if any of those guys, besides Lindor, who you can't move, are here next year. Yeah, and also like you, you, Javi made it like he's been here for like. 10 years like he's been like 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 nine hits as a Met yeah like are you kidding me I think it's like because he really did want to resign with the Mets and intended to and the fans just rubbing him so much the wrong way which he brings upon himself because he's got the Dion Waiters type of mentality like oh I'd rather go 0 for 30 than 0 for 9 because if you if you stop at 0 for 9 that means you stop trying like I, I just feel like he's not good enough to be doing that shit right now no I mean he hit 200 last year he's hitting 200 this year like what am I? I, I, I don't Robbie, know what I'm missing. He's, so he's the most overrated player in baseball. Easily. Agreed. Agreed. And they, uh, they tried yeah. something out. It didn't work. And hopefully you learned a lesson where you said, we got to go after contact guys. I've talked about that with you, Steve, a, a few times. But I don't think he's back. I think he goes somewhere else. I actually think this is really going to damage his financial future in terms of. The only place he gets money if he goes there is the Cubs, I honest, honestly. I, I'd really be surprised if he did not. Go back there at this point. Yeah, I'd be yeah. shocked. That's the only team that's going to pay him. They're the only team that will pay him what he wants, which is a hundred mil at least for five years. Like, I wouldn't give him ten million dollars. I, I I would give him fifteen million dollars at the very most per year, at the most. Like, maybe him and maybe him and Conforto could go to the Cubs and they could both hit two hundred and have a nice day. Um, sorry, I I know Steve is Steve doesn't hate Conforto as much as I do, but. Um, I always just feel like he's due. Like, every, like I just feel like, oh, he's about to break out. Because I just love guys, the swing. The swing yeah, the been, is beautiful. Like, it's not like, happening last week. Last week. Guy's been due for three years. Like, anyway. So, um, let's move on. Best bets today. I'll start with – we'll start with Jack. Again, episode 100. It's August 31st. It's Tuesday. Jack, what do you got? Let's go. Yeah, we're going to go with Cubs, Twins, over 9.5. It's actually even money right now. This is basically me just absolutely fading the hell out of both of the pitching staffs. Zach Davies pitching for the Cubs. He's not terrible, but once that bullpen gets in for the Cubs, my goodness, the, team, the other team scores a bunch of runs. John Gant's pitching for the Twins right now. I think the Twins pitching staff in their bullpen is absolutely god-awful, and both these lines have actually been hitting decently lately too. The Cubs can put up a bunch of runs. They just also give up way more. Same with the Twins. I think a nine and a half is a lower number than it should be. I think it's just because the pitchers aren't like horrific, the starters, but still both teams hit and the bullpens are terrible. So give me it. Yeah, John Gant's whip is like two. So yeah, he's, he, put- he's not horrific. It's just like he just walks a bunch of dudes. I feel like right that that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem when you, if you give up some hits. So, not yeah, it's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, not not ideal. So all right, cool. So that's so. 
over. I like that. Steve, what do you got here? I'm going with the red, sunny gray to beat a bad Cardinals team. I understand what happened last night. Uh, you can get that at minus 160, or you can do the reds minus one and a half at plus 130. I don't think the reds are going to go scoreless like that again tonight. Sonny Gray's on one of the best stretches of, of his season, you know, 13 straight scoreless innings with just four hits allowed over his last two starts. I don't trust Miles Nicholas or the Cardinals to suddenly start breaking. So I'm going to go with the Reds and uh, Sonny Gray. Yeah, I mean, since me and Jack aren't betting on it, the Reds will probably score 14 runs tonight. I Yeah, I after yesterday, I just can't trust them. I won't trust them. But I, I do agree with your reasoning right now. I definitely think I've bet on them more than any other team on this show. You have. You definitely yeah. have. You're a big ones guy. You're a big I don't know why. Like it, I, hate the Tigers. I don't know why I can't get away from the Tigers as my underdog. I mean, speaking of teams that we bet on a lot, I've bet on this team a lot this year as well. A's. Doing A's money line. Minus 118. They are playing Jack's favorite team, the Tigers. Um, I'm a bit nervous because it's a stone-cold Tiger line, but I'm going to go against Jarps here. Um, A's offense is better on the road. They're better against lefties. I know Tariq Skubal's been good, but I don't I don't think he's awesome. And like I said, the A's hit lefties better than they do righties. I'm going against the Sharps. I'm going with the A's, minus 118 on the road. They need the game. They need the game desperately because they're in the wild card hunt. So give me them tonight against the Tigers. That's I my mean, reasoning. I got nothing else. Yeah, there. I, it's the line kind of screams Tigers to me, to be honest with you. It really it does. does. It does, but like the last few times that, like I've said this, the last few times we've been like, oh, this screams this line, and we've gone with it, they've lost. So True. the Sharps lose sometimes. I also Hopefully think the that's A's today. Are, I also think the A's are just better than the Tigers. Like the Tigers are okay. Yeah, it's not like Cole Irvin's a scrub either. No. By the way, shout out Sacred Heart University alum Zach Short. What's up? Playing shortstop for the Tigers. Um <laughs> But former cub, former former cubby. Um, all right, underdogs. Let's go. Um, who do you got there, uh, Jack? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Braves plus one and a half. I don't know if I want to take the money line against Walker Buehler today, but I like plus one and a half at minus one forty. Charlie Morton is no scrub. He's actually been very good for them this year. The Braves, they can't. I, I don't. They can't afford to lose a couple in a row. But I just feel like they want to prove to everybody that they are you know, among the contenders this year and beating Walker Bueller and the Dodgers or at least hanging in there with them tonight is a big way that they can do that. I, I really like the Braves tonight. I just have a feeling, especially with Dodgers run line at plus money, that everybody is going to be taking them and I will not be doing that. If you look at a couple of the numbers too, like Freddie Freeman's hitting pretty well. He's got a couple homers off Walker Bueller hitting 250. Ozzie Albee's hitting over 300. Danzy Swanson's hitting 450 or no, 444 off him. Sorry. Travis Darno's hitting 600. Like, they weirdly have good numbers against Walker Bueller, so I'll take that. And Charlie Morton ain't bad. No, he's 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 quality. But the Dodgers lineup can also, you know, they can make Garrett Cole look like a fool. So, like, I don't know. True, true. Steve, what do we got here? I know we're on this. We're on the same team in different ways, you and me here. We keep saying we're not going to do this, and then we keep doing it. I'm going back to the Diamondback Zach Gallon at home to beat up on Blake Snow and the Padres at plus one forty five. Snell's road ERA this year, 701, and Badrick are hitting 301, 421, 531, and 254 road plate appearances this year against Blake Snell. Snell, that, that's like having an MVP candidate up at bat every single time Blake Snell pitches on the road. So 
don't like him there. You you brought up before the show, maybe go to the first five. I like that. You know, I might lean towards doing that. And Gallon is finally getting his season going. I think it's like 12, 13 innings over his last two starts, only two runs allowed. I've always been a big fan of him. I just think once he gets going, he's going to be really good. And I keep, we keep thinking this Arizona team is slightly better than they are. They're not a 500 team. They're not a, a good team, but they're, they shouldn't be like the worst in the NL. Yeah, I agree that they shouldn't be the worst in the NL. Probably because their closer is Tyler Clippard, and he throws like 84 down the middle. That's probably so for five innings. Listen, I look. So I look. I'm in agreement with you here. I just have no balls to take them again, like full game money line. I don't even have the balls to take them first five money line. I'm doing first five plus a half. That's a minus one thirty eight. Um, look. I like Gallon better than Snell here. I think Snell, like like you just mentioned everything that needs to be mentioned. Like the guy stinks on the road. Um, even if it's tied after five, the plus a half will get you there. Um, look, I just I've been burned by the D backs way too many times. So just get me a tied game after five innings and right. let's move on. The one thing I will say about Blake Stell, though, is if the Padres make the playoffs, I'm betting on the Padres whatever game he's starting because he feeds off of energy. Like that dude, he's such a gamer, and I feel like the Padres, if he's pitching, they're going to be like plus 160 or something like that. If they make the playoffs, I'm 100% betting on him. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, his big issue has just been walking everybody, and maybe he'll just have focus bigger games. But at the same time, the Padres are slipping fast. Like if he can't get – ramped up now yeah that's that's what steve and i were talking about a little bit ago we're like if he's got to treat every game like it's the playoffs at this point because right. like aside problem, from garbage he's the only other guy that has any promise in that pitching staff to like help them out i mean musgrove's been their best guy and like yeah yeah, yeah. i forgot that's I was crazy to me. Like, mm-hmm. and the the problem is that they need the main issue right now is that they need their starters they need like five games in a row for their starters to go like seven and to catch up from that bullpen. You just can't mm-hmm. catch up. They're so taxed. So that's a that's a even last night they were up five, they were up what four nothing last night and the D-backs came back and tied the game and then they ended up they ended up winning later or whatever it was. But like I mean, you you can't keep living like this. Like if you're the Padres, they need like guys like Sn- like Snell needs to go they need like 7777 seven, seven to catch up with that bullpen. Otherwise, they're just going to keep being behind. That that bullpen is is worn out, man. I mean, the difference between Snell's numbers this year as compared to the last couple is literally he's just walking almost twice as many batters. He 5.1 walks per 9. He leads baseball in walks with 65 in about 110 innings. Just you got to get it going, and I don't know what that is. Is it a, a lost focus thing? Is it a mechanical issue? But I can't trust him right now, and that's why we got to go with the Diamondbacks. The moral of the story is don't trade with the Rays. So we're gonna yeah. literally <laughs> we are going with the Diamondbacks Ever. tonight. We are we are going with the Diamondbacks tonight, though. Um, that brings us to our daily dinger. Um, Jack, what do you got here? Who's going to yard? Yeah, we're sticking with the guy. He's hot. He had two homers yesterday. He likes to hit him in bunches. Vladdy Jr., he's plus 370 tonight, which is crazy. His career stats against Keegan Aiken, two for six with a couple of home runs. I like it a lot. I'm not going to overthink this one. He homered twice yesterday. Give me another one today. And his ass is a wagon. So. It is. He's got the dumpy. He really does. He's got a huge butt. It's ridiculous. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of squats. All right, Steve, what do you got? Who's going yard? 
Going Fernando Tatis Jr. plus 215 to homer in Arizona in 11 games versus Diamondbacks this year. He's got seven home runs. They're a terrible pitching staff, whether it's against my guy Gallon or somebody else. I think he goes yard. That's an insane number for a home run prop, plus 215. That's, that's really low. That's like – If you say anything under 200, that's like insanely rare, but that's about close to it. Yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. All right, I'm going with – J.D. Martinez, he is plus 360 on DraftKings. So uh, Jumbo Dong Martinez, he's hitting cool 571 against Ryan Yarbrough. Uh, that's 12 for 21, six doubles, two home runs. Yarbrough is like, to me, he's very unimpressive um, to begin with and when it comes to being a major league pitcher. So I will take my chances with J.D. at plus 360 in Tampa. So, I mean, there's nothing. Got Guy can hit. He's all right. I mean, I like Christian. I like Christian Vasquez too against him because he's got really good numbers and he's got three home runs. Um, But yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a Yarborough guy. I I like fading him uh, most of the time. I feel like he, the way he pitches, he kind of looks like he's like got the same kind of mechanics as Madison Bumgarner, except his pitches don't move; they just stay straight. Yeah, and they're like 88. Like 88 yeah. down the middle. He's, he's got one like, of those guys that if he wasn't a Ray, I don't think he'd be in baseball. Like he throws like 87 mile an hour junk, as you guys said, but like yeah. it's Tampa, so it works kind of. Like, kind of. Like they give him an opener at the beginning. Yeah. What they do is they start they start an opener who throws like 101, and then they bring him in and they're like, oh, Jesus, I can't like I can't stay back against this guy. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and then after this first time through the order, they're like, all right, now I got it. See ya. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's go Nerfy. Jack, before we get into our episode 100 specialty parlay, let's go Nerfy. Nerfy I think you're I both in agreement here. Steve and I both got the same one, yeah. Going A's Tigers, it's minus 105. I, I like it a lot. Though. You can explain if you want, though, Steve. Sure. I mean, Tariq Skubal's pitching his best ball of the year, 159 year, right, in August. And Cole Irvin's been one of the best-kept secrets in the American League this year. He's only allowed three earned runs or less in each of his last five starts. Two pretty good young pitchers. Big ballpark. Makes a lot of sense. And the odds on that is plus 105 on DraftKings. That's not minus 105 on points. That moved to plus money, huh? Yeah, plus money on DraftKings. I kind of like that now. All right, so here we go. Before we get out of here, we are going to do the episode 100 10-leg parlay celebration. (laughs) And this is at plus 12,066. We are going to rattle this off. This guy is a mix of baseball, a little bit of tennis, a lot of college football, and a little bit of golf. So, everyone, here we go. Like I said, plus 12,000. Are we going to explain each pick a little bit, or are we just going to run through it? We don't really need to explain each pick, I don't think. I mean, it's 10 legs. What do we have to to explain? Run through it. All right, we got Blue Jays money line. Cubs Twinkies over nine and a half. D backs money line. So two of our official picks are in this for today. Now's where it gets a little weird. We got Dennis Shapilov in the US <laughs> Open. He's money line today at two o'clock. Boise State UCF over 68 and a half. That is love Thursday. That. that is Jack's favorite bet. Jack loves I love it. That is the highest over under I've seen in a long time for a football game. A lot of over unders in the 60s, by the way for college football. A lot of defense not being played. Um, Then we got Ohio State money line versus Minnesota. Easy. 
North Carolina money line against VaTech. That's going to be a tough one in VaTech. A night game opener in Virginia Tech. You got Anders Sandman playing. I need to see a game there at some point, first of all, but that looks crazy. Yeah, that's going to be tough, but it's okay. Then we got Alabama minus 18 and a half against Miami. They'll beat every team in the country just by like 50, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they're going to cover that spread easy. Like Miami's going to get blown out of the water. Then we got Indiana plus three and a half against Iowa. The Hoosiers, baby. That's for my roommate. We and love then, that. And then finally, John Rahm over Bryson DeChambeau in the golf tournament this weekend. I hate Bryson. I hate so Bryson. The episode 100 celebration, 10 leg parlay plus 12,066. There you go. Inman is like, he. My mind is blown. I'm just like. Observing all of this right now, we got to put that whole parlay into the the show notes after on on the pod. But uh, amazing, and we do we do have to do that. Works. We're posting that everywhere, every day, all week. That, I mean, come on, like that. I mean, I, I mean, that could realistically be over within the afternoon, though. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, like this this could be done <laughs> at like four today, or like the, the Cubs and Twins could decide. You know what? We just don't want to hit today. Listen, we got it. First thing we got to do is get to tomorrow. So we got to take we care of. To, if we can get to Thursday, I feel good. I still don't feel good because then we got to get to Saturday. Well, we got to get to the end of Sunday with the ramen DeChambeau. If we are that at that point and there's a cash out option, like. No, Bryson, Bryson's a bitch. We're taking that. I don't care. I don't like Bryson. All We're right. He may, maybe he's a letdown for him this weekend. Then he just. We ride with it. All right. All right, fellas, catch up, but. fellas, any thoughts before we get out of here? Just want to say congratulations to you both on 100 episodes. It's been a great time and uh, looking forward to the next 100. Oh, yeah. I love that. I let's, love hit that. that let's hit that 10-teamer, huh? Let's hit the 10-teamer, baby. All right, everyone. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. That is the conclusion of episode 100 for Steve Inman and Jack Perotti. I am Steve Armato. We will see you tomorrow.